From the theme, The Temptation of Christ, found in Luke, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 12. Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. And we find these words, and I'm reading from the Sefer. And, you, and Yeshua, being full of the Ruach HaKadosh, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, and being forty days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. And the devil said unto him, If you be the son of Elohim, command these stones that they be made bread. And Yeshua answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give you, and the glory of them, for it is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If you therefore will worship me, all shall be yours. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your Elohim, and him only shall you serve. And he brought him unto Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If you be the son of Elohim, cast yourself down hence. For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you to guard you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Yeshua answering said unto him, It is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended all of these temptations, he departed from him for a season. Luke chapter 4, the, verse, the first 13 verses. We find in the scripture this morning that this particular dialogue and this particular passage was written about our Savior, when he had completed his baptism, he then is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. And he goes up around in the mountains, looking down over Jericho. And as he's, as he's there, after fasting and after doing the things that he needed to do for 40 days and 40 nights, the scripture tells us that the enemy comes in because he knew that Christ was hungry. He hadn't had anything to eat for 40 days. And he just wanted to test him to see what he would do. A lot of times the enemy will test us to see if we're sincere with our walk, if we're sincere with our talk, and with the life that we are living. And the temptations will come. But there are ways of escape. Now, we have to remember that in this particular dialogue and passage, Christ is the Son of God. He's without any sin. He is absolutely perfect. But the devil still takes the word of God and twists it to see if he can get Christ to do that which is ungodly, to do that which would destroy the entire purpose of him coming to earth which is to redeem man from his sinful condition. Temptation is a trial in which man 
has a free choice of being faithful or unfaithful. Satan encountered Christ Yeshua to deviate from the plans of his fathers by misusing the authority and the privileges that Christ the Savior had. So Satan is on the loose, and here he is messing with, of all people, the Savior, the creator of the universe, incarnated in flesh. So he wants to tempt God even though he know he's God. And you got some people, they will tempt you even though they know where you stand and what you believe and your Christian morals, they know what they are, but there's still those out there that's going to try you, going to tempt you, going to see if you will go beyond what they believe you will do. Yes. The Bible tells us and shares with us that in this particular dialogue, there is a response from the Savior. And, and, and he begins, he said, the Holy Spirit leads him. That's one thing we have to be led of the Spirit when it comes to anything related to our relationship with Christ. We have to ask the presence of the Holy Spirit to be with us, the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us. And Christ begins here, being led of the Holy Spirit to Jordan, he was led in the wilderness. That's as I said, it's in the upper mountains that overlooked the area of the city of Jericho. And being there 40 days and 40 nights, the enemy, the devil, Lucifer, comes to him because he knows he hasn't had anything to eat. And he goes to Christ and he said unto him, if, now notice that, you are the son of God, so you say you're the son of God. Prove it. You ever had somebody try you and want you to prove yourself? Sometimes our children will try us and we'll say, little Johnny, don't do that. I'm going to spank you. Little Johnny, just keep right on and keep right on until he entertains himself a nice spanking. Then he gets the message. But Satan here is trying to tempt our Savior to, to turn stones into bread. Christ had the power to do all things. But, but it was not the will of the Father. No, it was in the interest of his purpose for coming unto the earth to turn stones into bread. He says, if you be the son of God, command this stone to be made bread. And Christ answered him saying, it is written. Now remember, when Jesus responds to Satan, he always used scripture. It is written. You go back in the book of Deuteronomy around the sixth chapter, the eighth verse, the sixth chapter, 13, sixth chapter, 16, eighth chapter, the third verse, you find this discourse in the Old Testament. And, and, and Christ tells him very plainly, get away from me with this foolishness in so many words because I know who I am and I know who you are. Remember, you are the one that created a coup in heaven and you and one third of the angelic hosts got booted out into the earth. That wasn't good enough. You decided to go back up into the second heaven and set up a kingdom there and remain there and taunt 
the earth and taunt the people in the earth and create all kind of havoc and aggravation and worry and stress for the people here in the land. But that's why I came so you can be defeated. Let's look at the rest of this passage here. It is written, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Every word of God. The devil taking them up into a high mountain, shows them all of the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil says unto him, all this power will I give unto you and its glory for it is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it if you will worship me it shall be yours and that's what's wrong with the world today the world is busy worshiping Satan worshiping the promises of Satan selling their soul to Satan selling their lives to Satan because he has made them a promise but you cannot fool the Savior because he himself created the heaven and the earth. God said, the earth is mine, the world, and they that dwell therein. So why in the world am I going to bow to the devil? For any reason. He tells him to do this, worship me. And Christ answers him and says unto him, get behind me, Satan. For it is written. Remember Christ, he, he said, now look, I'm going to get you with the word. And then Christ goes to the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, he tells him what the word says. And let's look at those verses in the Old Testament. In, in Deuteronomy 6, 13, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. In 6, 16, ye shall not tempt the Lord your God. And in the eighth chapter, he tells him, and he humbled you and suffered you hunger, he told us to Israel, and fed you with manna, which you knew not, neither your fathers know of. In other words, the manna, God gave it to them. They begged and begged and begged and wandered and meandered in the wilderness. They were hungry and God fed them in the morning with manna in the afternoon. He sent quails to feed Israel because they was rebellious and refused to move forward out of the wilderness. Stayed there 40 years because they were stubborn and refused to move forward. And all they had to do was go right down the road to the promised land. You got people like that now. God doesn't promise you stuff. And all you got to do is go down the road and get it. And you just sit there and wait. Well, I'm waiting on the Lord. That's going to come out. It's going to manifest after a while. Well, hold, sit right there and keep waiting. When we roll you across the altar, we'll say, well, I wonder if you're still waiting. He tells them, your fathers didn't even know, that he might make known unto you, man does not live by what? Bread alone. It's in the Old Testament. He said, you need every word of God. That's why Christ kept saying, it is written, 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 it is written. When the devil come up against you to attack you, you take the word, it is written, and tell him what it says. Apply the principles of the word of God. Apply the scriptures to the enemy that's trying to attack you and choke them with the ear with the word. You want to see somebody get choked up? Give them the word whenever they're messing with you. Tell them what the word of God says about whatever it is they're doing to you. You know, 
Go back, go, go back to Psalms 37 and remind them that he says the wicked has their day coming. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be receive retribution for all of the wickedness that they have done. All the things that they're doing, they think they have gotten away. Remember, we read that Wednesday. You think you got away. Jesus told them Pharisees and Sadducees and the scholars of the law and the doctors, you think that this word witnesses of you, but it testifies of me and that you are crooked and that you don't know the God that you're claiming that you know. Remember, he said, Moses testified of me. God testifies of me, but who are you? You can't testify to me because you don't even know who I am. And you, re you refuse to receive me as Lord and Savior of your life. People running around right now in the world doing everything they, do, they can do and thinking the time's going to come when I can just run in and get it all together and ask God to save me before I die. But the word says everybody that cries Lord, Lord will not Go into the kingdom of heaven. Will not go into the glory. Just because you cry, Lord, 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 people get on their deathbed. And they've been knowing about God. They've been in church for years and years and years. And they've lived any kind of life, any kind of way, any kind of how. And they get on the deathbed and they said, I remember. All I've got to do is ask for forgiveness and repent. Two thieves was on the cross, remember. One on the right, one on the left. One repented. But because he was sincere in his heart. And because he didn't have a lot of time left, Christ said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. He only promised that to that one man. The other one was on the cross making fun of Christ, who was there for nothing he had done, but simply for the fact that he was paying for our sins. One reaches out for mercy. The other one, vain in his behavior, continues to make excuses. Sometimes people make excuses about everything. Ask you to do something, you have an excuse. Tell you to go somewhere, there is an excuse. God says excuses will not be accepted on judgment day. There will be no acceptance of excuses. Let's get back to this passage. Verse number seven, well, verse number six, and all this power will I give unto you in the glory of them, for it is delivered unto me, and whomsoever I will, I give it. Therefore, if you will worship me, all shall be yours. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. God says, Worship me. No matter what you experience, and no matter what you're going, no matter how bad it seems, just go into prayer, meditation, worship, and praise of God. You can praise and worship your way out of every situation. Yes, all you've got to do is just give God glory for right where you are. And the miracles will manifest right in your very presence. God will bless you right where you are. You get up on Sunday, the devil said, nah, don't go down there. You don't really feel like it today. You need to stay in the house. God says your blessing is sitting at your feet. <laughs> your blessing is in the sanctuary. You come to the house of God to be rejuvenated. You come to the house of God to be uplifted and exalted. You come to the house of God to receive prayer for healing and deliverance and victory over Satan. Why in the world would you sit in the house? Why would you stay at home? The healing institution is the house of God. That's where you come for healing. That's where you come for deliverance. I don't care how bad it bothers you. I don't care how bad you hurt. Strain up and go anywhere. 
Get to God's house. And as the sister said earlier, stand up and give him praise for allowing you to be here. Say, Lord, I had to crawl almost, but I made it. Lord, I'm not feeling it today, but I made it. Lord, you gave me the strength and I made it. See, we got to rely on God for the strength. Verse number nine says, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God. No, the devil always got that if. He always wants to speculate with a question. Well, if you say so, if you think you are, if, 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 no, no, no. Christ said, I know who I am. And that's how we have to be as children of God. We got to know that we 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 know who we are and whose we are. With no doubt in our mind, I belong to Christ Yeshua, my Lord and Savior, who died on the cross and shed his blood for me. And I thank him for the blood. That covers me. That protects me. That heals me. That delivers me. That brings me to the place of victory in my life. Thank you for what? The blood. He goes on. Because Satan ain't, ain't really through yet. He wants to continue to think he can get away. Christ told him, he said, For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. That's what the devil says. To guard you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now notice. Now he's reading Psalms 91. <laughs> this is Satan using the word of God, but he took it and twisted it. That's how Eve got in trouble. Satan twisted the word through the serpent. But he, the devil twists the word here, and Christ immediately corrects him. Look at the rest of verse 12. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. You shall not tempt the Lord. He's simply saying, look, the word doesn't say what you say it says. The word says what it says. God said, don't tempt me. And, and, and the devil saying, if you fall, if you get hurt, he going to bear you up. He going to protect you. No, Jesus said, no, no, no. That's not the way that scripture goes. And that's not written like how you trying to say it. And that's how devils do outside of the body of Christ that claim they know the word. They'll take it and twist it to fit what they want it to fit and use it the way they want it to use it for what they want to use it for. But God's word is to be delivered the way it is written. We do what we call exegeting as ministers. Yes. We take what's there and give it to the congregation and feed it to you so you will know the truth of God's word. He says and in the 8th chapter of John, verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. When there is speculation or doubt in your mind, pick up your Bible and read the truth of God's word. And it will bring you to the place of deliverance. Yes. Sometimes y'all call me and y'all say pray and I pray with you. And I say, now Lord, let them take this prayer and use it on that person that I prayed with them about. Let them pray the same prayer for that person. Let them pray the same prayer over that person. And the prayer of faith, God says it's the prayer of faith that heals. Prayer of faith delivers the prayer of faith sets free. The prayer of faith brings you to that place of victory. If you pray in faith, yes. use your faith. You, Just believe it. That's all you do. Lord, I ain't got no better sense than to believe this is going to happen for me. You just believe it and keep believing it and keep speaking it and keep giving life to it. 
Don't talk about them aches and pains. Give life to it. Lord, I feel like a child. I'm running down the road just to say what you want, not what you got. Oh, other writers are just taking me out. I don't know what to do. What are you going to talk about often? Say, Lord, I feel useful. I thank you for my youth. I thank you for my healing. I thank you that I feel good. I thank you that things are going well for me. I rebuke the spirit of slumber in the name of Jesus. God says the word of God it is that allows you to move in the blessings, in the deliverance. Sometimes I don't feel like walking. Sometimes I just want to sit there. My boss did us a, a favor. He made us park two dealerships down from where we normally park and we got to walk all the way back every day. <laughs> you need to walk. Then we had one guy, uh, we walk, and I take my bag and put it on my shoulder. He hurt so bad he couldn't even tote the bag. He said, no, I can't do that. That's just too much. I'll just walk up here and, get, and leave the bag here. I said, man, you need to put the bag on your shoulder so you can get some strength. God wants to strengthen you and you refuse to receive the strength. That's how some of us do. God want to bless us and we refuse to see receive the blessing. He says, I've got something for you that's going to help you. I don't want that, Lord. I want this instead. I got a blessing for you right here, but I don't want that blessing. I want that blessing. God says, look, trust me and let me give you the strength and the help that you need. No matter what we're going through, Christ is the only person in this passage that had the power to talk to Satan the way he did. We got to go to him and say, Lord, do it for me. Somebody wrote that song. Lord, please do it for me. I can't do it for myself. I got to depend upon you. I got to call upon you. I got to rely upon you. I got to seek you. I got to trust you. I got to call upon you for help. All my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Find the way you think you're going to get it from somebody else or somewhere else. You got to go to God for it. Some people think they do it in their own strength. How foolish to think that you have power within yourself to do anything. You are created and made in the image and likeness of God. You are not God. Therefore, you don't have that power. He do, but you don't. He has the power, but you don't. We do not have the power within ourselves. The Holy Spirit gives us the power. God places it within us. When we receive Christ, he gives us the power that we need to do what we need to do. Moses went in the wilderness 40 years, 40, 40 days, and God gave him the law, the Ten Commandments. Elijah spent 40 days moving about, doing the things that God asked him to do. He was a prophet. He moved 40 days running from Jezebel, from Ahab's kingdom. Why? Because he wanted to get away from this woman that was killing everybody. She wanted to destroy these 400 prophets. But God gave him victory and liberty over that. He worshiped and served God. He was a man of God. He was a prophet of God. And God blessed him. Even though the devil tempted him, God still gave him the victory. God gave Moses the victory. Moses had to go back on the mountaintop a second time to get the law. Because he got mad, came down and saw what Israel was doing and threw it and broke it. God said, go back up there and get it again. Then he took it and put it in the box and said, keep it in the covenant. So Moses wouldn't throw it and break it again. And Moses was one of those kind of preachers that, you know, hey, hey, hey. I told you once, 
Let me show you. He then took something and throwed it at you. I used to have a pastor like that, Bishop Patterson. He'd tell you something, you didn't pay attention, you'd see something come flying at you. <laughs> He'd throw something from the pulpit, wake you up. You're sitting up there asleep. Next thing you know, it's sailing out there in the audience. But the word of God tells us here to allow the power and the presence of God to move and work inside of you. And verse 12, and Yeshua answering him said unto him, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. The devil realized he couldn't defeat Christ and he leaves. That's how we have to be. We have to live a way that so when people realize they can't defeat us, they just go about their business. They go pick on somebody that they can beat up on. But whenever you stand firm, God says, having done all to stand, stand what? Firm on the word of God. Stand believing and knowing that he is going to deliver you. Stand believing and knowing that he's going to watch over you. Stand believing and knowing that he's going to protect you no matter what you're experiencing or what you're going through. We can avoid the temptations of this world if we first of all put God first. God has to be first in everything we say and in everything we do. If we put God first, we will escape temptation. Joseph had a situation with Potiphar's wife. Joseph was a slave of the Hebrews. He was trying to do his work at Potiphar's house. Potiphar entrusted him with everything but his wife. And she was such a jizzy that she just kept on coming after that boy. She just refused. He was handsome, tall, good looking, and she wanted him. And every day, every single day, she kept going after Joseph, kept going after Joseph, kept tempting Joseph, kept going after She wouldn't leave the man alone. And one day, Joseph goes to do his work, and all the servants and everybody gone, and there's Potiphar's wife in the house by herself. And she tried, she just goes and grabs the boy, trying to force herself on him. And, and, and the boy remembered all of the things that he had learned about God. He remembered the fact that the master, Potiphar, had allowed him to be the person that he was and to have all authority and power over all of his possessions, yes. everything but his wife. And he told her, you must be foolish to think I'm going to do this against my master. This woman grabs him and he said, I'm getting out of here. He just dropped and run out of his clothes and went on out the house. And sometimes that's how we got, we just got to run out of the clothes and say, I'm going on with or without it. She tried to use it against him, but in the end, he gets the victory. But there are people out there that will tempt you, will try you, will do everything they can to do whatever they want to do. And if you are not smart enough, you've got to flee those situations. Yes. You've got to run. Only way going to get out of them, you've got to run. Trust me, I have run out of a lot of situations. People will try you and see what you made up. But you've got to have the sense enough to say, look, I need to get out of this. And the best way to get out of this is to leave. You don't allow temptation to take you over. Because if you do, you're hurting yourself. But whenever you give it to God and say, Lord, help me. That's what Joseph had to do. The Lord, this woman after me every day. Can you imagine having to pray about that every single time you go to somebody's house to work? You gotta, you, it's not fear, but you just got, Lord, keep me covered and protect me from this crazy woman. Lord, keep me safe and protect me from this idiot man. 
But you have to trust God and God will do it for you. He will give you the power. He will give you the strength. He tells us in the word, I will strengthen you. I will give you the power. Put your faith and trust in God. He says in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ain't got nothing to do with buying nothing. Ain't got nothing to do with wanting nothing. It's got to do that when those problems come, when those temptations come, God says, I will give you the strength to endure and overcome. That's what that verse is talking about. He's not talking about go out there, name it and claim it. No, he says, I will give you the strength in the trying times, in the struggles of life, in the things that you're experiencing, going to trust me, I will give you the way out. I will give you the victory. I will give you the delivery. He said, put your faith and trust in God first. Then he says, use prayer. Pray to God. Lord, I don't know how to get out of this. So I pray and seek you for guidance. If you can speak in tongues, pray in your holy language. And ask God to give you the power, give you the strength. When you pray in the spirit, it's like everything just lifts off you. There's a whole new dimension, a whole new level that you go into when you pray in the Holy Spirit. As you pray in the spirit, things become lighter. You feel better. You come out of prayer saying, I don't know what happened, but I feel pretty good. Has God done delivered you out of that thing? Some people, can't get, some people think you're talking to the devil when you're talking to the spirit. No, you're not talking. You're giving God praise and you're doing self-exaltation. That's why you pray in your holy language. Paul said, I pray in the spirit more than all of you. But I'd rather pray in the natural so you can understand what I'm talking about. So whenever you got that holy language, you can go, Remendo soraki abataka samayamandoro hota. Liben sendere karo hiya sabanayamata. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, you can feel all the devils and demons around you just say, oh, got to go. See ya. The devil ain't going to hang around you when you start. When you go in your holy language, the devil going to leave. He could be sitting right there watching. He said, nope, there's too much fire in here for me. I got to go right now. You imagine the devil trying to tempt Christ with all the power he had. He says, when you pray, you set 1,000 demons of flight. One person. Two people pray, 2,000 demons of life. That's why I always encourage the church to pray. Pray one for another. If you can't pray in the spirit, pray the word of God. Pray the word of God because God hears your prayer. God hears and delivers you when you pray. If you don't believe it, try it. I dare you. If you will try it, if you will pray, whatever it is that's going on in your life, if you pray and ask God, I decree and declare he will respond. As long as it's according to his will. He will give you the answer and the victory. Let me wrap this up. Then he says, speak the word. We must speak God's word over ourselves, over our families, over the body of Christ, over the community. We got to pray the word of God. See, God wake me up in the morning, early in the morning, and I pray. And I see things. I saw an accident this week. And I rebuked it. One morning, the Lord woke me up at 3 o'clock one morning this week. And there was an accident, and somebody was injured in that accident. And I began to pray, and I rebuked that attack of the devil. I rebuked that spirit of Satan. And God... I felt just as good when I got through praying. I just went back to sleep. I don't know what it was or who it was, but the Lord said, pray. Yeah. The devil trying to take somebody out in an accident. 
And I saw the ring. And I got up and I said, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And I bind the power of Satan from attacking anybody under my garment of protection. And God will move. But you've got to speak the word of God over the people. Ask God to cover them. Ask God to bless them. Ask God to keep them. And he will. The enemy ain't going to stop attacking just because you pray. I mean, I'm going down the road and you try to, I'm just going down the road one day and here come a car. It's a two-lane road. And here come a car, somebody driving it, either asleep or drunk. I'm on a two-lane road and he was halfway in my lane when I came around the curve. And the Holy Spirit just took the car and went off to the side with it. I said, oh God, the car just went, just did it by, just went off to the side. You never know, there's some crazy people out there. People just don't realize some of the things, but you better stay under the covering of the Holy Spirit because he will watch over you and protect you every time. Lord, when I'm in the car, protect me. Every time you drive five miles, say, Lord, thank you for the five. Lord, thank you that I went and came back safely all day long. The devil ain't going to stop trying to attack, but you've got to know what the word of God says. Speak the word of God and speak blessings over yourself. Bless yourself, bless your family, bless your community. Pray for one another and for God's sake, pray for me. Reality is, the devil is on the loose and he's not going to quit and he's not going to give up. Paul said it this way, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What is he talking about when he say, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? He's talking about when he was at his weakest point. And couldn't fight for himself. God's power strengthened him. And God took over and brought him to the place of victory. The power of God's might is his power and his authority from the word. It is the extremely strong power and authority of God moving in your life. Bringing you to that place of victory over every temptation, every attack of the enemy. Be strong in the power of the Lord and in his powerful might and allow him to bring you to victory. You have authority by speaking the word of God. You have victory by looking into the word of God. You have victory when you worship him. You have victory when you pray to him. You have victory when you trust him. You have victory when you read his word. You have victory when you reply his word. You can walk around rejoicing knowing that I have victory. For you are more than conquerors through him that love you and gave, you, gave himself for you. You have the victory. All you've got to do is just walk in it. All you got to do is trust God say, Lord, victory is mine. Why? I told Satan to what? Get behind. Because victory, victory, victory is mine. Christ already defeated Satan. Say, Lord, thank you that I have the victory. It don't look like it, but I'm going to speak it. I can't see it, but I'm going to speak it. Well, every time a cloud comes up and the rain comes, it rains for a while, but after a while, what? You see a silver lining. And the clouds disperse and the sun shines. That's what God's saying. Even though there are struggles, even though there are problems, even though you go through things, just believe and know that there is an end to that struggle. There's an end to that problem. There's an end to that cry or whatever you experience. And there is an end to it. Just keep praying. I've heard people come to me and tell me they pray for family members and God worked miracles in those families. Prayer works. All you got to do is apply it. You may not see it happening, but keep saying it anyway. You may not feel it, but keep speaking the word. 
The more you speak it, the more you say it, the more God moves and works on your behalf. May God bless you today. And remember that you have victory over temptation. Put it in God's hand and leave it there. Let us stand for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, are you sure we come this morning, first of all, to give you praise and glory for this hour? We thank you for Christ and for the temptation that he had to go through, but that he defeated the enemy. He defeated Satan for all of us. He went to the cross, gave his life, shed his blood for all of us. that we may be here and gather today just to give him praise and give him glory. We thank you, Father, because you are the God of our salvation. And you will let no hurt, harm, or danger come near us according to your word. We decree and declare your glory, your power, and your majesty. Let us be strong in the power of God and in the power of his might. Holy Spirit, cover us today and watch over this congregation. Bless every member here and those that are absent that desire to be here but can't. We pray for them right now. Give your people strength. Those that are sick at home, we pray the blessings and the healing power of Christ Yeshua to run through their lives, to manifest in their lives, and to give them liberty, victory, and total restoration. We bless you today. We praise you that this message go forth and accomplish that for which thou hast said it. We ask that the creed declared by faith in Christ Yeshua's mighty name. Let all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning. From the theme, The Temptation of Christ. Found in Luke, the fourth chapter, verses 1 through 12. Luke, chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. And we find these words, and I'm reading from the Sefer. And, you, and Yeshua, being full of the Ruach HaKadosh, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. And being 40 days tempted of the devil, and in those days he did eat nothing, and when they were ended, he afterwards hungered. And the devil said unto him, If you be the son of Elohim, command these stones that they be made bread. And Yeshua answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. And the devil, taking him up into a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give you, and the glory of them, for it is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. If you therefore will worship me, all shall be yours. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your Elohim, and him only shall you serve. And he brought him unto Jerusalem, and set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said unto him, If you be the son of Elohim, cast yourself down hence. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, to guard you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against the stone. And Yeshua answering said unto him, It is written, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And when the devil had ended all of these temptations, he departed from him for a season. Luke chapter 4, the, verse, the first 13 verses. We find in the scripture this morning that this particular dialogue and this particular passage was written about our Savior when he had completed his baptism. He then 
is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness. And he goes up around in the mountains looking down over Jericho. And as he's, as he's there, after fasting and after doing the things that he needed to do for 40 days and 40 nights, the scripture tells us that the enemy comes in because he knew that Christ was hungry, he hadn't had anything to eat for 40 days, and he just wanted to test him to see what he would do. A lot of times the enemy will test us to see if we're sincere with our walk, if we're sincere with our talk, and with the life that we are living. And the temptations will come, but there are ways of escape. Now, we have to remember that in this particular dialogue and passage, Christ is the Son of God. He's without any sin. He is absolutely perfect. But the devil still takes the word of God and twists it to see if he can get Christ to do that which is ungodly, to do that which would destroy the entire purpose of him coming to earth, which is to redeem man from his sinful condition. Temptation is a trial in which man has a free choice of being faithful or unfaithful. Satan encountered Christ Yeshua to deviate from the plans of his fathers by misusing the authority and the privileges that Christ the Savior had. So Satan is on the loose, and here he is messing with, of all people, the Savior, the creator of the universe, incarnated in flesh. So he wants to tempt God even though he know he's God. And you got some people, they will tempt you even though they know where you stand and what you believe and your Christian morals, they know what they are, but there's still those out there that's going to try you, going to tempt you, going to see if you will go beyond what they believe you will do. Yes. The Bible tells us and shares with us that in this particular dialogue, there is a response from the Savior. And, and, and he begins, he said, the Holy Spirit leads him. That's one thing we have to be led of the Spirit when it comes to anything related to our relationship with Christ. We have to ask the presence of the Holy Spirit to be with us, the Holy Spirit to lead us and to guide us. And Christ begins here, being led of the Holy Spirit to Jordan, he was led in the wilderness. That's as I said, it's in the upper mountains that overlooked the area of the city of Jericho. And being there 40 days and 40 nights, the enemy, the devil, Lucifer, comes to him because he knows he hasn't had anything to eat. And he goes to Christ and he said unto him, if, now notice that, you are the son of God, so you say you're the son of God. Prove it. You ever had somebody try you and want you to prove yourself? Sometimes our children will try us and we'll say, little Johnny, don't do that. I'm going to spank you. Little Johnny, just keep right on and keep right on until he entertains himself a nice spanking. Then he gets the message. But Satan here is trying to tempt our Savior to, to turn stones into bread. 
Christ had the power to do all things. But, but it was not the will of the Father. No, it was in the interest of his purpose for coming unto the earth to turn stones into bread. He says, if you be the son of God, command this stone to be made bread. And Christ answered him saying, it is written. Now remember, when Jesus responds to Satan, he always used scripture. It is written. You go back in the book of Deuteronomy around the sixth chapter, the eighth verse, the sixth chapter, 13, sixth chapter, 16, eighth chapter, the third verse. You find this discourse in the Old Testament. And, and, and Christ tells him very plainly, get away from me with this foolishness in so many words. Because I know who I am and I know who you are. Remember, you are the one that created a coup in heaven. And you and one third of the angelic hosts got booted out into the earth. That wasn't good enough. You decided to go back up into the second heaven and set up a kingdom there and remain there and taunt the earth and taunt the people in the earth and create all kind of habit and aggravation and worry and stress for the people here in the land. But that's why I came so you can be defeated. Let's look at the rest of this passage here. It is written, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Every word of God. The devil taketh them up into a high mountain, shows them all of the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil says unto him, all this power will I give unto you and its glory, for it is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will give it. If you will worship me, it shall be yours. And that's what's wrong with the world today. The world is busy worshiping Satan, worshiping the promises of Satan, selling their soul to Satan, selling their lives to Satan, because he has made them a promise. But you cannot fool the Savior because he himself created the heaven and the earth. God said, the earth is mine, the world and they that dwell therein. So why in the world am I going to bow to the devil for any reason? He tells him to do this, worship me. And Christ answers him and says unto him, get behind me, Satan. For it is written. Remember Christ, he, he said, now look, I'm going to get you with the word. And then Christ goes to the Old Testament. And in the Old Testament, he tells him what the word says. And let's look at those verses in the Old Testament. In, in Deuteronomy 6, 13, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. In 6, 16, ye shall not tempt the Lord your God. And in the eighth chapter, he tells him, and he humbled you and suffered you hunger, he told us to Israel, and fed you with manna, which you knew not, neither your fathers know of. In other words, the manna, God gave it to them. They begged and begged and begged and wandered and meandered in the wilderness. They were hungry and God fed them in the morning with manna in the afternoon. 
He sent quails to feed Israel because they was rebellious and refused to move forward out of the wilderness. Stayed there 40 years because they were stubborn and refused to move forward. And all they had to do was go right down the road to the promised land. You got people like that now. God's done promised you stuff. And all you got to do is go down the road and get it. And you just sit there and wait. Well, I'm waiting on the Lord. That's going to come out. It's going to manifest after a while. Well, hold, sit right there and keep waiting. When we roll you across the altar, we'll say, well, I wonder was he still waiting. He tells them, your fathers didn't even know, that he might make known unto you, man does not live by what? Bread alone. It's in the Old Testament. He said, you need every word of God. That's why Christ kept saying, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written, it is written. It is written. When the devil come up against you to attack you, you take the word, it is written, and tell him what it said. Apply the principles of the word of God. Apply the scriptures to the enemy that's trying to attack you and choke them with the ear with the word. You want to see somebody get choked up? Give them the word whenever they're messing with you. Tell them what the word of God says about whatever it is they're doing to you. You know, go back, go back to Psalms 37 and remind them that he says, the wicked has their day coming. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be receive retribution for all of the wickedness that they have done. All the things that they're doing, they think they have gotten away. Remember, we read that Wednesday. You think you got away. Jesus told them Pharisees and Sadducees and the scholars of the law and the doctors, you think that this word witnesses of you, but it testifies of me and that you are crooked. And that you don't know the God that you're claiming that you know. Remember, he said, Moses testified of me. God testifies of me. But who are you? You can't testify of me because you don't even know who I am. And you, re you refuse to receive me as Lord and Savior of your life. People running around right now in the world doing everything they, do, they can do. And thinking the time's going to come when I can just run in and get it all together. And that's God to save me before I die. But the word says, everybody that cries, Lord, Lord, will not go into the kingdom of heaven. Will not go into the glory. Just because you cry, Lord, 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 people get on their deathbed. And they've been knowing about God. They've been in church for years and years and years. And they've lived any kind of life, any kind of way, any kind of how. And they get on the deathbed and they said, I remember. All I've got to do is ask for forgiveness and repent. Two thieves was on the cross, remember? One on the right, one on the left. One repented. But because he was sincere in his heart, and because he didn't have a lot of time left, Christ said, this day you'll be with me in paradise. He only promised that to that one man. The other one was on the cross making fun of Christ, who was there for nothing he had done, but simply for the fact that he was paying for our sins. One reaches out for mercy. The other one, vain in his behavior, continues to make excuses. Sometimes people make excuses about everything. Ask you to do something, you have an excuse. Tell you to go somewhere, there is an excuse. God says excuses will not be accepted on judgment day. There will be no acceptance of excuses. Let's get back to this passage. Verse number seven, well, verse number six, and all this power will I give unto you in the glory of them, for it is delivered unto me, and whomsoever I will, I give it, 
Therefore, if you will worship me, all shall be yours. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. God says, Worship me. No matter what you're experiencing, no matter what you're going, no matter how bad it seems, just go into prayer, meditation, worship, and praise of God. You can praise and worship your way out of every situation. All you've got to do is just give God glory for right where you are. And the miracles will manifest right in your very presence. God will bless you right where you are. You get up on Sunday, the devil said, nah, don't go down there. You don't really feel like it today. You need to stay in the house. God says your blessing is sitting at your feet. <laughs> your blessing is in the sanctuary. You come to the house of God to be rejuvenated. You come to the house of God to be uplifted and exalted. You come to the house of God to receive prayer for healing and deliverance and victory over Satan. Why in the world would you sit in the house? Why would you stay at home? The healing institution is the house of God. That's where you come for healing. That's where you come for deliverance. I don't care how bad it bothers you. I don't care how bad you hurt. Strain up and go anywhere. Get to God's house. And as the sister said earlier, stand up and give him praise for allowing you to be here. Say, Lord, I had to crawl almost, but I made it. Lord, I'm not feeling it today, but I made it. Lord, you gave me the strength and I made it. See, we got to rely on God for the strength. Verse number nine says, and he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, if thou be the son of God. No, the devil always got that if. He always wants to speculate with a question. Well, if you say so, if you think you are, if, 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 no, no, no. Christ said, I know who I am. And that's how we have to be as children of God. We got to know that we 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 know who we are and whose we are. With no doubt in our mind, I belong to Christ Yeshua, my Lord and Savior, who died on the cross and shed his blood for me. And I thank him for the blood. That covers me. That protects me. That heals me. That delivers me. That brings me to the place of victory in my life. Thank you for what? Yes. The blood. He goes on. Because Satan ain't, ain't really through yet. He wants to continue to think he can get away. Christ told him, he said, For it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. That's what the devil says. To guard you. And in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Now notice. Now he's reading Psalms 91. <laughs> this is Satan using the word of God, but he took it and twisted it. That's how Eve got in trouble. Satan twisted the word through the serpent. But he, the devil twists the word here, and Christ immediately corrects him. Look at the rest of verse 12. And Yeshua answered and said unto him, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. You shall not tempt the Lord. He's simply saying, look, the word doesn't say what you say it says. The word says what it says. God said, don't tempt me. And, and, and the devil saying, if you fall, if you get hurt, he going to bear you up. He going to protect you. No, Jesus said, no, no, no. That's not the way that scripture goes. And that's not written like how you trying to say it. 
And that's how devils do outside of the body of Christ that claim they know the word. They'll take it and twist it to fit what they want it to fit and use it the way they want it to use it for what they want to use it for. But God's word is to be delivered the way it is written. We do what we call exegeting as ministers. Yes. We take what's there and give it to the congregation and feed it to you so you will know the truth of God's word. He says and in the 8th chapter of John, verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. When there is speculation or doubt in your mind, pick up your Bible and read the truth of God's word. And it will bring you to the place of deliverance. Sometimes y'all call me and y'all say pray and I pray with you. And I say, now, Lord, let them take this prayer and use it on that person that I prayed with them about. Let them pray the same prayer for that person. Let them pray the same prayer over that person. And the prayer of faith, God says, is the prayer of faith that heals. Prayer of faith delivers. The prayer of faith sets free. The prayer of faith brings you to that place of victory. If you pray in faith, yes. use your faith. Just believe it. That's all. The Lord, I ain't got no better sense than to believe it's going to happen for me. You just believe it and keep believing it and keep speaking it and keep giving life to it. Don't talk about them aches and pains. Give life to it. Lord, I feel like a child. I'm running down the road just to say what you want, not what you got. Oh, other writers, they're taking me out. I don't know what to do. What are you going to talk about, Arthur? Say, Lord, I feel useful. I thank you for my youth. I thank you for my healing. I thank you that I feel good. I thank you that things are going well for me. I rebuke the spirit of slumber in the name of Jesus. God says the word of God it is that allows you to move in the blessings, in the deliverance. Sometimes I don't feel like walking. Sometimes I just want to sit there. My boss did us a, a favor. He made us park two dealerships down from where we normally park and we got to walk all the way back every day. <laughs> you need to walk. Then we had one guy, uh, we walk and I take my bag and put it on my shoulder. He hurt so bad he couldn't even tote the bag. He said, no, I can't do that. That's just too much. I'll just walk up here and, get, and leave the bag here. I said, man, you need to put the bag on your shoulder so you can get some strength. God wants to strengthen you and you refuse to receive the strength. That's how some of us do. God want to bless us and we refuse to see receive the blessing. Says, I've got something for you that's going to help you. I don't want that, Lord. I want this instead. I got a blessing for you right here, but I don't want that blessing. I want that blessing. God says, look, trust me and let me give you the strength and the help that you need. No matter what we're going through, Christ is the only person in this passage that had the power to talk to Satan the way he did. We got to go to him and say, Lord, do it for me. Somebody wrote that song. Lord, please do it for me. Yes, yes. I can't do it for myself. I got to depend upon you. I got to call upon you. I got to rely upon you. I got to seek you. I got to trust you. I got to call upon you for help. All my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. How in the world you think you're going to get it from somebody else or somewhere else? You got to go to God for it. Some people think they do it in their own strength. How foolish. To think that you have power within yourself to do anything. You are created and made in the image and likeness of God. You are not God. Therefore, you don't have that power. He do, but you don't. He has the power, but you don't. We do not have the power within ourselves 
The Holy Spirit gives us the power. God places it within us. When we receive Christ, he gives us the power that we need to do what we need to do. Moses went in the wilderness 40 years, 40, 40 days, and God gave him the law, the Ten Commandments. Elijah spent 40 days moving about, doing the things that God asked him to do. He was a prophet. He moved 40 days running from Jezebel from Ahab's kingdom. Why? Because he wanted to get away from this woman that was killing everybody. She wanted to destroy these 400 prophets. But God gave him victory and liberty over that. He worshiped and served God. He was a man of God. He was a prophet of God. And God blessed him. Even though the devil tempted him, God still gave him the victory. God gave Moses the victory. Moses had to go back on the mountaintop a second time to get the law. Because he got mad, came down and saw what Israel was doing and threw it and broke it. God said, go back up there and get it again. Then he took it and put it in the box and said, keep it in the covenant. So Moses wouldn't throw it and break it again. And Moses was one of those kind of preachers that, you know, hey, hey, hey. I told you once. Let me show you. He then took something and threw it at you. I used to have a pastor like that, Bishop Patterson. He'd tell you something, you didn't pay attention, you see something come flying at you. <laughs> He'd throw something from the pulpit, wake you up. You're sitting up there asleep. Next thing you know, it's sailing out there in the audience. But the word of God tells us here to allow the power and the presence of God to move and work inside of you. And verse 12, and Yeshua answering him said unto him, you shall not tempt the Lord your God. The devil realized he couldn't defeat Christ and he leaves. That's how we have to be. We have to live a way that so when people realize they can't defeat us, they just go about their business. They go pick on somebody that they can beat up on. But whenever you stand firm, God says, having done all to stand, stand what? Firm on the word of God. Stand believing and knowing that he is going to deliver you. Stand believing and knowing that he's going to watch over you. Stand believing and knowing that he's going to protect you no matter what you're experiencing or what you're going through. We can avoid the temptations of this world if we first of all put God first. God has to be first in everything we say and in everything we do. If we put God first, we will escape temptation. Joseph had a situation with Potiphar's wife. Joseph was a slave of the Hebrews. He was trying to do his work at Potiphar's house. Potiphar entrusted him with everything but his wife. And she was such a jizzy that she just kept on coming after that boy. She just refused. He was handsome, tall, good looking, and she wanted him. And every day, every single day, she kept going after Joseph, kept going after Joseph, kept tempting Joseph, kept going after She wouldn't leave the man alone. And one day, Joseph goes to do his work, and all the servants and everybody gone, and there's Potiphar's wife in the house by herself. And she tried, she just goes and grabs the boy, trying to force herself on him. And, and, and the boy remembered all of the things that he had learned about God. He remembered the fact that the master, Potiphar, had allowed him to 
be the person that he was and have all authority and power over all of his possessions, everything but his wife. And he told her, you must be foolish to think I'm going to do this against my master. This woman grabs him and he said, I'm getting out of here. He just dropped and run out of his clothes and went on out the house. And sometimes that's how we got. We just got to run out of the clothes and say, I'm going on with or without it. She tried to use it against him, but in the end, he gets the victory. But there are people out there that will tip you, will try you, will do everything they can to do whatever they want to do. And if you are not smart enough, you've got to flee those situations. Yes. You've got to run. Only way going to get out of them, you've got to run. Trust me, I have run out of a lot of situations. People will try you and see what you made up. But you've got to have the sense enough to say, look, I need to get out of this. And the best way to get out of this is to leave. You don't allow temptation to take you over. Because if you do, you're hurting yourself. But whenever you give it to God and say, Lord, help me. That's what Joseph had to do. The Lord, this woman after me every day. Can you imagine having to pray about that every single time you go to somebody's house to work? You gotta, you, it's not fear, but you just got, Lord, keep me covered and protect me from this crazy woman. Lord, keep me safe and protect me from this idiot man. But you have to trust God and God will do it for you. He will give you the power. He will give you the strength. He tells us in the word, I will strengthen you. I will give you the power. Put your faith and trust in God. He says in Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Ain't got nothing to do with buying nothing. Ain't got nothing to do with wanting nothing. It's got to do that when those problems come, when those temptations come, God says, I will give you the strength to endure and overcome. That's what that verse is talking about. He's not talking about go out there, name it, and claim it. No, he says, I will give you the strength in the trying times, in the struggles of life, in the things that you experience and going through. Trust me, I will give you the way out. I will give you the victory. I will give you the delivery. He said, put your faith and trust in God first. Then he says, use prayer. Pray to God. Lord, I don't know how to get out of this. So I pray and seek you for guidance. If you can speak in tongues, pray in your holy language. And ask God to give you the power, give you the strength. When you pray in the spirit, it's like everything just lifts off you. There's a whole new dimension, a whole new level that you go into when you pray in the Holy Spirit. As you pray in the spirit, things become lighter. You feel better. You come out of prayer saying, I don't know what happened, but I feel pretty good. God done delivered you out of that thing. Some people, can't get, some people think you're talking to the devil when you're talking to the spirit. No, you're not talking. You're giving God praise and you're doing self-exaltation. That's why you pray in your holy language. Paul said, I pray in the spirit more than all of you, but I'd rather pray in the natural so you can understand what I'm talking about. So whenever you got that holy language, you can go, Remendo soraki abataka samayamandoro hota libensendere karo hiya sabanayamata when you pray in the Holy Spirit, you can feel all the devils and demons around you just say, oh, got to go. See ya. The devil ain't going to hang around you when you start. When you go in your holy language, the devil going to leave. He could be sitting right there watching. He said, nope, there's too much fire in here for me. I got to go right now. You imagine the devil trying to tempt Christ with all the power he had? He says, when you pray, you set 1,000 demons of flight. One person. Two people pray, 2,000 demons of life. That's why I always encourage the church to pray. 
Pray one for another. If you can't pray in the spirit, pray the word of God. Pray the word of God because God hears your prayer. God hears and delivers you when you pray. If you don't believe it, try it. I dare you. If you will try it, if you will pray, whatever it is that's going on in your life, if you pray and ask God, I decree and declare he will respond. As long as it's according to his will. He will give you the answer and the victory. Let me wrap this up. Then he says, speak the word. We must speak God's word over ourselves, over our families, over the body of Christ, over the community. We got to pray the word of God. See, God wake me up in the morning, early in the morning, and I pray. And I see things. I saw an accident this week. And I rebuked it. One morning, the Lord woke me up at 3 o'clock one morning this week. And there was an accident, and somebody was injured in that accident. And I began to pray, and I rebuked that attack of the devil. I rebuked that spirit of Satan. And God... I felt just as good when I got through praying. I just went back to sleep. I don't know what it was or who it was, but the Lord said, pray. Yeah. The devil trying to take somebody out in an accident. And I saw the ring. And I got up and I said, I rebuke it in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. And I bind the power of Satan from attacking anybody under my garment of protection. And God will move. But you've got to speak the word of God over the people. Ask God to cover them. Ask God to bless them. Ask God to keep them. And he will. The enemy ain't going to stop attacking just because you pray. I mean, I'm going down the road and you try to. I'm going down the road one day and here come a car. It's a two-lane road. And here come a car. Somebody driving it, either asleep or drunk. I'm on a two-lane road and he was halfway in my lane when I came around the curve. And the Holy Spirit just took the car and went off to the side with it. I said, oh, God, I was, God just, went, just did it by, just went off to the side. You never know. There's some crazy people out there. People just don't realize some of the things. But you better stay under the covering of the Holy Spirit because he will watch over you and protect you every time. Lord, when I'm in the car, protect me. Every time you drive five miles, say, Lord, thank you for the five. Lord, thank you that I went and came back safely all day long. Devil ain't gonna stop trying to attack, but you gotta know what the word of God says. Speak the word of God and speak blessings over yourself. Bless yourself, bless your family, bless your community. Pray for one another, and for God's sake, pray for me. Reality is, the devil is on the loose, and he's not gonna quit, and he's not gonna give up. Paul said it this way Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What is he talking about when he say, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might? He's talking about when he was at his weakest point and couldn't fight for himself, God's power strengthened him. And God took over and brought him to the place of victory. The power of God's might is his power and his authority from the word. It is an extremely strong power and authority of God moving in your life. Bringing you to that place of victory over every temptation, every attack of the enemy. Be strong in the power of the Lord and in his powerful might and allow him to bring you to victory. You have authority by speaking the word of God. You have victory 
by looking into the word of God. You have victory when you worship him. You have victory when you pray to him. You have victory when you trust him. You have victory when you read his word. You have victory when you reply his word. You can walk around rejoicing knowing that I have victory. For you are more than conquerors through him that loved you and gave, you, gave himself for you. You have the victory. All you got to do is just walk in it. All you got to do is trust God and say, Lord, victory is mine. Why? I told Satan to what? Get behind. Because victory, victory, victory is mine. Christ already defeated Satan. Say, Lord, thank you that I have the victory. It don't look like it, but I'm going to speak it. I can't see it, but I'm going to speak it. Well, every time a cloud comes up and the rain comes, it rains for a while, but after a while, what? You see a silver lining and the cloud disperse and the sun shines. That's what God's saying. Even though there are struggles, even though there are problems, even though you go through things, just believe and know that there is an end to that struggle. There's an end to that problem. There's an end to that cry or whatever you experience. And there is an end to it. Just keep praying. I've heard people come to me and tell me they prayed for family members and God worked miracles in those families. Prayer works. All you got to do is apply it. You may not see it happening, but keep saying it anyway. You may not feel it, but keep speaking the word. The more you speak it, the more you say it, the more God moves and works on your behalf. May God bless you today. And remember that you have victory over temptation. Put it in God's hand and leave it there. Let us stand for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, are you sure we come this morning, first of all, to give you praise and glory for this hour? We thank you for Christ and for the temptation that he had to go through, but that he defeated the enemy. He defeated Satan for all of us. He went to the cross, gave his life, shed his blood for all of us. And we may be here and gather today just to give him praise and give him glory. We thank you, Father, because you are the God of our salvation. And you will let no hurt, harm, or danger come near us according to your word. We decree and declare your glory, your power, and your majesty. Let us be strong in the power of God and in the power of his might. Holy Spirit, cover us today and watch over this congregation. Bless every member here and those that are absent that desire to be here but can't. We pray for them right now. Give your people strength. Those that are sick at home, we pray the blessings and the healing power of Christ Yeshua to run through their lives, to manifest in their lives, and to give them liberty, victory, and total restoration. We bless you today. We praise you that this message go forth and accomplish that for which thou hast sent it. We ask that the decree and declare it by faith in Christ Yeshua's mighty name. Let all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. God bless you this morning.